Hi everyone, today is February 17th, 2024, and this is Read Through the New Testament. Yep, and I am here. Okay, today we're going to read Luke 15. One of the most famous chapters, teachings in the Bible. I think you'll recognize some of it. Mm -hmm. And then we are going to read 2 Timothy chapters 2 and 3. Yep. Okay, Luke 15. So in Luke 15, we are going to have three things that are lost. Yep. And so, those three things will form your outline mm -hmm. so really nicely. Listen for what those are. Yep. Okay. Three lost things. All right. 15 verse one. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear him. And if you remember, we're, they're still at, oh, uh, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they're at a, at a party. I'm not sure. Anyway, now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbling saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man... Which, by the way, this context is super important. They were grumbling because Jesus was um, not just with righteous and holy people. He was mm -hmm. with those who needed him. He's a physician doesn't go to the healthy, to the sick. So he's hanging out with sinners. And so, yeah, so he's going to tell a perspective about sinners and lost people and how important it is to pursue what's lost by giving three parables. Okay. So he told this parable first, verse four. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having 10 silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Verse 11, and he said, there was a man who had two sons and the younger of them said to his father, father, give me the share of the property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. And before you, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he rose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. 
and they began to celebrate. Now, his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard the music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what, what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours come, came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad, for this brother, for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Okay, there are three things, and we're not going to tell you. I think you'll be able to figure <laughs> them out. Three things are lost that are then found. And that's what this chapter is all about. Yep. All right, now we're going to 2 Timothy. Um, we're talking about uh, chapters 2 and 3. And this is Timothy fighting the fight. Okay. Chapter, the, chapter 2 almost kind of has some parables or word pictures. Yeah. Describe things well. And I think chapter 2 verse 1 really puts it in context about how you need to be strengthened by grace. Like you, mm. We don't do these things, any work, any Christian mm. work. We don't do it on our own strength. Oh, we got to do... But rather, it's God and his grace that works in us, that strengthens us. And he just puts it right out forth. This is how you need to labor. This is how you need to fight the fight with the strength that God provides. Chapter 2, verse 1. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think so over. Right, right there, sorry, we've got a soldier and we have an athlete and we have a farmer. Yep, all who fight labor on hard. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a, as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, so that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy, for uh, if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of these things and charge them before God not to quarrel about words, which does no good, but only ruins the hearers. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. But avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus, who have swerved from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already happened. They are upsetting the faith of some. But God's firm foundation stands, bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, 
and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Now, in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, love, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to everyone, able to teach patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. Okay, chapter 3. But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also oppose the truth, men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. But they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those two men. You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra, recorded in Acts 14, which persecutions I endured, yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and finally believe, firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for proof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Okay, so just looking back over chapters 2 and 3, we have a lot of instructions. Yeah, a lot of instructions, um, and basically to fight the fight of working hard like a good soldier and remembering Christ risen from the dead and then to rightly handle the word of truth mm-hmm. and to walk in righteousness and to recognize people that need they need to avoid yep chapter three and be cautious of yeah and it's interesting in chapter two if you look back at this so many times handling accurately the word of God is is just not to talk just avoid the irrelevant babble and mm-hmm. um, avoid 
the quarrelsome words. It doesn't do any good. So so often handling the right word means not to just engage in fruitless conversations and arguments, but rather be patient with people, like verse 24. Not quarrelsome, hmm. but kind in all. Uh, and then, okay, it's in chapter 3, right? Avoid these people. And then chapter, second half of chapter 3, right? Really just um, you realize you're going to be persecuted and, you know, pursue the word. Uh, scripture is going to be helpful for you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in fact, this is one of the reasons why we're reading this, because all Scripture is breathed out by God. And and the Scripture is going to help you guys grow in grace and knowledge of Christ. And it's interesting that for a lot of Christians, they only read certain parts of the Bible, you know, certain favorite verses, certain favorite books, uh, maybe what's preached on in their churches. But there are pages of, of a lot of Christians' Bibles that never get read Mm -hmm. and if if we really believe this is true that all scripture is given to us by god we we need to know it all so that's why we're systematically reading through the whole new testament so you have read will by the end of the year have read through the whole new testament and just think about the profit that is done for your soul i I do think that it's profitable teaching reproof correction and training i think you guys are being trained really well in this Mm -hmm. you can understand the scripture it's not too difficult Go at it and bring it in. Yep. All right. We will see you in class next. All right. right. Bye, Bye -bye. everyone.